Before this episode starts, I just want to make a quick disclaimer that this episode has topics that may um, disturb some viewers and listeners. Um, this episode is can maybe considered a emotional episode for some listeners. Just want to make that very clear before you listen and dive in. Anyways, let's get into the episode. Are you tired, high, or both? Let's recap it. This is your host, Evan Aldred. And this episode is kind of like a remastered version of This Is Who I Am. Check it out. I think that is the 11th episode, if I am correct. Hold on, let me check. Uh, fuck, where is it? Come on, size. Yeah, episode 11. Check that episode out. This is a sort of like an updated version of that episode with uh, obviously my microphone instead of my phone. So um, hopefully you enjoy this episode. If you haven't seen the first um, or the original, uh, it's your choice to either check that one out or check this one out. Nothing really is going to be different. I'm just going to be talking about basically the same shit, my life, you know, my childhood. Uh, a lot of things have changed since to for that episode, so I just wanted to add that to this episode as more of an updated version of that, right? You know, so... Yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Um, and just trying to... <laughs> sorry. Come on, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. Okay. Let's start with... 2013. I was nine years of age. So, when I was nine years old, I used to visit my cousin literally every single weekend for... And that lasted a good, like, five years up until I was nine. You know, like, I used to hang out with him every single weekend. You know, I used to come over and uh, play the PS3 with him. And that was actually when I was six years old, more so, and he was seven. Uh, but, however, oh, also, shout out to Jordan also. If you're listening, I'm sure you might be. Uh, thank you for... Um, having me over to your house every day that was amazing man or every weekend but yeah we used to play video games all the time uh two main video games that always stood out to me when i would go there was obviously gta 4 and little big planet 1 and that he's actually the way that i was introduced to little big planet if you don't know already little big planet is my all-time favorite video game and it probably will always be that <laughs> it's an amazing game check it out um, you can find the new one at the PS5 or on the PS5 at it's I think it's called the Sackboy a big adventure I don't know but definitely check that out I used to fucking love going there um, and playing that game you know one time uh, I was talking about it to my mom and my dad and we were sitting in the car um, I don't remember where we were I think I was actually just getting picked up from his house and I was talking about how much I loved going to his house you know how much fun I would have, and I was talking about that game, and my mom and my dad actually, I guess they discussed this before they picked me up. They looked at me, and they said, do you want to go get that game into PS3? And I was so excited, you know. I, my eyes lit up. I was so excited. Um, I got the game. I played it every single day until I completed it. It took me two months, you know, and, then, and even in that game, I actually was, like, entering competitions. I earned... Um, it's called the crown when uh, you can add it to your character. His name is Sackboy. And, um, uh, I used to try to find a cheat, a glitched version. You know, I used to try to cheat and get the crown early, but obviously games wouldn't, the game wouldn't allow that. And I was dumb for doing that. But yeah, I did end up winning a competition and getting the crown. Thank God. Right. Um, but yeah, I used to love that game and GTA four. Jordan would always play GTA 4 online um, all the time, all the time. Every time I was there, he'd play. I'd wake up in the morning, and uh, I'd sleep in all the time, and he would be out of his bed because I used to sleep in the room on the floor or whatnot on a pull-out mattress or, or a blow-up mattress, I mean. And uh, I'd wake up, and he'd be out of his room, and I'd go out to the fucking living room, and he'd be sitting there uh, playing GTA 4 online. And... Or I guess you could call GTA 4 multiplayer. It's not online, but... Um, yeah, it, it, he was pretty good at it from what I can remember. Very, very good at it. 
at the age of seven. It was nuts, man. Um, but yeah, the, this is a little bit before 2013, obviously. But like that entire like era in my life, 2013, 2014, 2012, even 2011, like those were the, my prime childhood years, and I miss them very much. You know, um, back then because I live in a complex as of right now. And I've grown up in this complex, um, and there's a park that is across the driveway from my, from my house, and I used to go there all the time with the kids that lived in this complex, and just even looking at the park now, it's just very nostalgic for me, you know, all, everything from when I was younger is very nostalgic for me, and, uh, yeah, um, obviously I was also in grade three to four, um, pretty pretty good years for me three and four you know they were the last good years of my childhood i can say definitely say that i had a teacher i'm i don't know if i'm allowed to say his name but i'll uh, state him as mr w he was the teach the best teacher by far that i've ever had by far he was the fucking greatest every like every single day at the end of the class um or the end of the day i guess he would read uh, one to two chapters of a Goosebumps book, and um, it was a lot of fun. He he also read the Hobbit uh, story, uh, stories sorry, um, to us. But um, the best book that he read to us was obviously um, the fucking what did he call it? Don't go into the attic. No, don't go into the basement with the with the plant dude. You know, um, from Goosebumps. I fucking I I used to love Goosebumps. You know, um. Yeah, it, it was a very good year. Definitely the and it was the last it was definitely the best and the last best elementary year of my life. Moving on to 2014. I was 10 years old. This is the beginning of my elementary downfall, you know, I started getting picked on a little bit more. I used to I was getting a lot more angry, you know, I was a lot more um, you know, hyper, you know, I used to get in a lot more trouble around this age. Um, this, this grade definitely changed my life for the worst, you know, and it was only grade four too, you know, but it was definitely a shit year for me, you know, um, but, and a part of that reason also was cause I had a, let's just say odd teacher. I won't say your name, but I had a very odd teacher that used to torment me a little bit which is messed up. Um, I've heard from my friends that, quote, she's found God. You know, she's a very different person, a very better person, and I hope that's true. And if that's true, thank God, right? But, um, and also around this age, I was also, before this uh, year, in 2013, I was very skinny. I was a very, very skinny kid, you know. Um, and then around 2014, I actually started to gain a lot of weight. Um, I guess just because I started eating a lot more and whatnot, but, um, moving on to 2015, I was 11 years old around this age. Um, grade five was the third year, third worst year of my life. The reason that is, is because just same teacher, by the way, same teacher, but the reason why I had such a hard time around this age was because this is the fattest I've ever been, you know, fattest I've ever seen myself. Um, you know, I just started hitting puberty, you know, and uh, this is the first year I ever liked a girl. Uh, her initials are MT, I'm not going to say her name because I don't have her permission, but yeah. Um, yeah, so first year I ever liked a girl, shout out. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. And that year I actually went to... Um, uh, uh, camp called Durham, Durham Forest, I think. Yeah, Durham Forest, and that was a lot of fun. Um, I went with my friend Wayne, Xander, Aaron, Riley, and uh, you you know mo you guys know most of them. They most of them have been on the show. Aaron, Wayne, Xander. Well, Xander hasn't been on the show. But we talked about him. There's literally an episode called Xander. Um, Francis and whatnot, they were all good, they are always, they've always been good kids, you know, love them to death, but, uh, yeah, so that, they were in my cabin, um, funny story was, one time, 
I was just messing around with Aaron, you know, I was just joking around, wrestling, I guess, which I don't know why we were wrestling, we were just really dumb, but yeah, we were just fucking around, and uh, <laughs> I think we were playing a game of tag at that point, which was really dumb, and it was like already midnight, and we were supposed to be in, in bed, and fucking, he was standing up against this wall, and I was supposed to try to tag him, but I was trying to tackle him like an idiot. And he said, come on, hurry up, let's go, come get me. And I started charging at him, <laughs> and he turns off the light, and it went pitch black, and he moves over, and I run straight into the wall, and broke a hole in the wall with my head. And he turns the light on, and he's like, whoa! <laughs> Fucking guy. But yeah, that that was a very fun time, you know, I met a lot of fun people there, you know, a lot of good people. You know, um, this also, this year was like, I obviously, I, I think I've mentioned this multiple times on the show, where I live happens to be right across the street from a school that I didn't go to. And the reason why I didn't go to is because it happened to be more of a bad school, you know, not many people liked it. It had a bad reputation. Um, also really quick, I need to go get a drink and I'll be right back. Sorry. And I am back. Sorry about that. Um, from where I left off, I was in grade five. Yeah, it was grade five. Let's move on to grade six. And um, grade six was definitely one of the most boring episodes that I, or episodes, fucking grades that I have ever, you know, experienced. You know, there was nothing really special about it, at least until the end, which, by the way, was very, very unfortunate. Um and what I mean by that is, near the end of the year, I had made a discovery of a weird bump on my neck, you know, just one. Um, it was, it, like, it startled me a little bit, but I just ignored it, you know. I just, uh, like, it felt like almost like if I had a marble in my neck, almost. It, it, it sucked. It didn't hurt, but it was weird, definitely. Um, so I just, you know, I just let it, I thought it would just go away. Maybe it was just a, a pimple, or I don't know. And then the next day, I found another one on my, uh, uh, what do you call it? Fucking neck bone. <laughs> you know, um, or it felt like that at least. You know, I found another one. And then the next day, I found two more. And then it got out of hand from there, you know. Like, by the, by the end of the week, I had ten. So then I brought it up to my mom and said, hey, Ma, like, I got a, I got a bunch of bumps on my neck. You know, it's starting to scare me a big, like, a shit ton. Can we, like, get this checked out? So then, you know, I, like, she said, all right, all right. So then the next day I went to school, you know, and then I got picked up early. We went to the clinic that was close by. We got to the clinic. We were talking to the fucking, the guy. Talking to the guy or the doctor, you know. He didn't fucking, he checked it. Uh, the best he could, you know, he didn't notice anything wrong, he thought that, because he noticed that they were obviously lymph nodes, which if you don't know what those are, they're like, think of your white blood cells as like police, and lymph nodes are like the station, you know, where all their, where they're all kept, you know, and they're for your immune system, and uh, yeah, I, normally when you get sick, sometimes they tend to swell up, and he just assumed, all right, well, maybe you're just about to get sick. You're going to be sick, and then by next month, they're going to be gone. So we just went home, you know. Nothing big happened. They kept duplicating, you know. And But I didn't feel sick, you know. I didn't feel sick at all. And then they started hurting. By the end of the month, I had like 20 around, around my neck. And then I, I started getting them under my armpits, groin area. They sucked, man. They really did suck. And then... Uh, we went back because, you know, they're not going away. They're getting worse. So then I started taking antibiotics. Um, they seemed to help, but they really didn't. You know, like, we thought they were helping, but in reality they weren't. Um, two months go by, I have a good 50 all around my neck. My entire neck was swollen. Uh, you know, like, they were in my armpits, groin area, um, 
Sorry, I'm just getting goosebumps talking about it. It scares me even thinking about it. But, um, yeah, so four months in, you know, we're, we start going to different hospitals, clinics, trying to figure out what we were doing. I, like, each month I probably had at least 40 blood tests, which are like 40 needles going into me each month. You know, I was getting picked up early all the time. We didn't know what I had. Um... So then month five comes along, and I'm not even going to school anymore. I, I, I left early. I wasn't even going to school at that point because it was just so much. And then uh, my doctor at the time, the doctor that was helping me, he said that, that maybe we should do a biopsy. He didn't want to do it, by the way. He was actually the surgeon that performed the biopsy. Um, he didn't want to do it. He thought I was fine. You know, He didn't think it was necessary. Um, which we can definitely safely say that if he didn't do that, I wouldn't be here today, you know, but he definitely, we finally convinced him and he did it. And, uh, we were informed that I had Hodgkin's lymphoma, which is a type of cancer that originates in the lymph nodes. Um, but yeah, it's, it's shit. It's a shitty type of disease to have cancer, man. You know, I would. Ever since then, I started going to Sick Kids, which is in Toronto. Thank and also, if anyone's listening that maybe even work at Sick Kids or know anyone that works at Sick Kids, tell they give them a pat on the back, man. Those guys saved my life. You know, I I can't thank them enough. I have a donation page on my Instagram for them. Check it out at devinaldred.re. That is devinaldred.re. Uh, there's a donation tab in the middle of my profile definitely go there anything helps but yeah um i would go there every month or i mean every week you know um i had a doctor who i still visit uh yearly his name is dr gupta shout out i guess let's watch the show nah but um he's an amazing person amazing guy you know um he saved my life and i can't thank him enough for that you know but uh you know, I was going every week. I was getting sessions uh, of chemotherapy. And those sessions, man, those were the worst. You know, like they like I went through so much in those sessions. Like I there was four, I think four sessions, but each like month was a session, you know. Um so the first session was definitely the easiest session, you know, first session, I still had my hair, you know, I'm still fat, you know, um, but yeah, I still had my hair, everything seemed normal, um, you know, uh, they, it did start helping, you know, they were starting to go away, but the side effects, oh my god, the side effects that I would go through, um, by the way, the way that they would, you know, insert the chemotherapy they i had a what's called a port which many children have and many adults have um which i had to get a surgery for um they put me under anesthetic and they opened my one side of the chest my uh, chest open and it's almost like a pocket and they put in this it's almost like a sponge right and it's like a disc and they put in the sponge in the middle and then there's three bumps on each side of this circle disc thing. So they could, like, whenever they put want to put the needle in, they feel the bumps, and then they put the needle in through the bumps. And uh, the needle, or, the, I mean, the disc is connected to a tube that goes straight through my uh, main artery, straight into my vein. Uh, or vein, I mean, not artery. It goes straight into my heart. And, uh, you know, every time I would have to, right before I would get any chemotherapy, um, they would, what's called a, they would have to perform something called a flush. And, uh, sorry, I'm just, you know, don't like talking about it that much, but, um, the flushes were the worst out of everything. You know, what they do is, it, what a flush is, is they inject saline water, which is just salt water, I, I think. And it goes into the tube and it cleans up the tube because sometimes things can be left in the tube, right? And, but the reason why it sucks so much is because I could taste it, hear it going through my veins. That's how fucked up it was. And I would throw up. Um, you know, it's just, it sucked. It really did suck. You know, I hated it. 
Um, I would throw up all the time, you know, I get very nauseous, certain smells in Toronto. By the way, if you've never been to Toronto, everything smells like gasoline <laughs> because there's so much cars, you know, food smelt like gasoline. Basically, my senses were fucked up as maybe like as if I was a pregnant lady, you know, like that's kind of how it basically was, right? My senses were fucked up. Anything would make me throw up. Like hand sanitizer was like the exact same smell and taste um as well i never taste and sanitized but you know what i mean like the smell of it was the exact same smell as the saline water which would make me throw up um and i would have to use it all the time and it sucked you know it really really sucked um sorry but yeah anyway so the once i had the chemotherapy done once the session was all over or the i guess the moment where i would take it whatnot once that was all over, I would uh, have to get driven home. My stepdad at the time would drive me me and my mom home. Um, and I could confidently say every single time when I was getting driven home, I would get car sick. Every time. I didn't I didn't even have to eat that day. I would throw up anything. And it, it, it fucking sucked. Excuse me. Um, yeah, it, it sucked big time, you know. I got really skinny. I was down to 80 pounds. Um, I would throw up all the time. Uh, I, I was pale, you know, I was ill looking. I was ill, you know, I, at this point I didn't even have any hair. Um, yeah, it's, it sucked, you know? Um, but yeah, so I would have to get chemotherapy. One time I was at SickKids. Uh, there was these people that were wearing the, it almost looked like camping gear, I guess, and braids. And they were from a camp called Camp Uchigayas, which if you've never heard of Camp Uchigayas, it is an amazing place to go to. You know, um, I've had friends from that uh, place come onto the show before, and they're amazing people, you know. And what it is is a camp that is strictly made for people that either have had cancer or have cancer. And it's free as well. And basically what it's made for is to give them an opportunity to live and happy uh, if they don't, you know, because there's always a chance. If you have cancer, there's always a chance that you might not make it, you know, and that's it's scary. It's really scary. And they, what they want to do is they give, give you a, an amazing, fun experience, um, you know, and it is fun. It's amazing. Uh, I would think, like, you would probably think that it was a lot more strict because, you know, sanitariness and whatnot. But it, it's actually, like, they make it work very well. And it's a lot of fun, uh, you know. Um, God bless all the souls that, you know, like, of everyone that, you know, have, has died of cancer and hasn't died of any disease. You know, it's it's horrible. You know, cancer sucks. And I kicked its ass. And hopefully it doesn't ever come back. But that's, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is, you know. And by the way, having cancer definitely changed my life in general. You know, I, I was a very different person before I had cancer. And I have definitely changed and I have saw a lot of fucked up shit. There was one moment, uh... I don't know if I want to talk about it. Fuck it, I'll talk about it. Um, there was one time I was in a hospital bed and I was receiving chemotherapy, and the room next to me had a kid who, uh, you know, um, sadly passed away in that bed. And uh, you know the, you know their parents, whoever that kid was, their parents were devastated. No, I'll be right back. And I'm back. Sorry about that. Um, but yeah, as I was saying, though, um, there was someone in that room that had passed away. And it was very, very hard, you know. Um, and it sucks, you know. Like, people... So many people go through so much. And so many people's lives are so unfair, you know. Um, (sighs) 
you know, it's it's just a lot. You know, so many people's lives end unfairly, and it's it's hard to think about. But anyways, moving on. Sorry about that. Um, I I I'm pretty sure that there's gonna be a warning or a discla- disclaimer in the beginning of the episode. This may be a uh, emotional episode for you guys, as it is for me. But anyways, let's move on to 2017 when I was 13 years old. The ending of my treatment has uh, come along. You know, I finished treatment. Um, finally, you know, I was so happy. I was sitting in my fucking, or I was sitting in the doctor's or the waiting room, just dying to know, like, am I okay? Am I okay? Is like, is everything gonna be okay from this point forward? And then I remember hearing my voice, uh, my name, come on the speaker, like. Devin come to the orange pot and I, and my my mom and I walk stand up and we go over and uh we go to the orange pod which was the area of um where Dr. Gupta was you know he worked I guess we come over and he he seemed happy to see me which was quite exciting you know and I they we go into the do- the room he performs just normal procedures you know um takes my blood pressure Asked me a couple questions, and then afterwards he says that he t- tells me and my family, you know, like, he's happy to tell me that I'm okay. You know, I'm in remission. And uh, that was one of the best days of my life. You know? I, you know, it was, I, I cried of happiness that day, you know, I was so happy. And so was my mom and my stepdad, my family. So many people were happy that day, and it just go. It just went to go show me like I didn't realize how many people really cared for me and how much they cared for me, you know. And uh, everyone, everyone has at least a family to care for them, or even just someone that cares for them. And that's happy to know. It's makes me happy to know that you know there's always someone there for you, no matter what. And and if there isn't, then I'm sorry, you know. But um, yeah, that was one of the best days of my life, if not the best day of my life, you know. Um, the, uh, during my treatment, there was a fundraiser made for me. I should probably shout out. I forgot about it. Um, I should definitely shout this out. My dad's mom had made a statement. Sort of like a GoFundMe almost, and it was called Dollars for Devin. Um, and over 400 people had donated to this fundraiser. And a lot of them were my family members that I had never met, you know. Um, and I remember sitting in my living room and I was playing VR that my mom got me. And sitting there, I was playing VR, and my mom tells me, you know, like, come here. And I said, all right. I come over, she, she uh, looks at me, and she says... I need you to make a voice message. I say, what do you mean? And she says, um, a lot of people want to, or a lot of people are expecting you to make a voice message and listen to you speak, uh, thanking everyone for their donations. I said, all right, all right. So I take the phone, I make a thank you video, I guess. And I told them, please don't blare it throughout the entire parking lot because it was a big event that was going on in the parking lot. And I, of course, they did. You know, they could hear you could hear it down the street. But you know what? They, they didn't know. It's all good. But then, um, I decided. You know what? Uh, the best appearance is a real appearance. You know, the best thank you is coming from someone that's actually there. So, me and my mom decided. You know what? Let's go over there. So we're on our we are on our way. You know, me and my mom were talking. You know, and um, we had someone else in the car as well. I don't remember exactly who, but. Me and my mom were talking, and uh, I thanked her, you know, for everything she's done for me. You know, I love my mom. My mom loves me very much, and I love her. And if it wasn't for her, I wouldn't be here. You know, it's I'm very thankful to have a mom like mine. You know, I wouldn't want anything bad to happen to her. But anyways, so I get there, pull up. Right there's this, there's like a a crowd of 400 people just hanging out, you know, socializing. And then there's a stage. And uh, there was bikers even, you know, all these people there. Pull up. I get out of the car. 
And everyone turns around. And everyone started cheering. And it was exhilarating, you know. Just to see all these people that knew me very well that I didn't even, I haven't even met. You know, like, all these people cared about me. They wanted me to be okay. And it was craziness, you know. I, I, I walk up, I come up stage. I see all these people just looking at me, and it was, it was crazy. Um, and then uh, it's the, the main guy. I'm so sorry, by the way, if you're listening. I can't remember your name for the life of me. But the main guy that was running the entire you know, fundraiser and whatnot, he looks at me and he hands me, he or he says, put your hand out. I said, all right, put my hand out. And he, he puts this brick of money, like this giant brick of cash, just right in my hand to show me what what they have gotten me. And it, it was $17,000 just right there in my hands. And I was in shock, you know. Um, it was one of the greatest moments of my life. You know, it's it's always amazing to see people get together for you and for anything, you know. It goes to show that no matter what, people are always going to be there for you. And it's amazing, you know. And then, yeah, fast forwarding to, <laughs> sorry, by the way, for this episode being so emotional. But fast forward to 2017, ending a treatment, you know. Like I said, what happened with Dr. Gupta? I get home, you know, I, I eat a, a shit ton of shit. <laughs> um, a good few weeks go by, my hair slowly starts growing back, you know. And uh, no one knows about this, and I, I've been waiting to actually bring it up onto the show. I had an epiphany, I believe, one night when I was in bed, you know, and... uh and it like what I was thinking about was, I can't believe how like obviously I had a horrible time going through cancer. Don't get me wrong, horrible. But at the same time, it allowed me to have all this fun with people that loved me. You know, I had so much fun with all these people. It got I was able to meet so many new people. I went to camp for the first time in my life. I um. I met so many new friends. I got way more closer with my family and my friends. Um, I thought about my life, you know, from the future. I want, and I always thought to myself, I want to inspire people. I want people to look at me and say, you know what? I should do the same as he's done. You know, I want to be a role model. I want to, you know, make people happy and I want to make people laugh. I want people to be happy. That's all I want in life, you know? Um, Hence the podcast. Uh, but, and the main thing that I thought about and I realized was you have two choices in life. You can either, either live your life to its full extent and enjoy it and use it as a gift. So one, you can live your life. Second, you can survive. You know, you just scrape by, you, you're miserable. You know, you live just to fucking day by day you know you live miserably you you know you you work hard for like something that you don't even care for you know you you don't have many friends you're just surviving and it's your choice a or b you can either live or survive and that's that's one of the biggest things that have ever stood out to me you know it's just choose to either live or survive and it's never too late to change, you know, it's never too late to change the way you look at life, you know, um, in grade nine, I was a very horrible person, I did horrible, horrible things, and I said horrible, horrible things to people, um, which was last year, I did horrible things, things that I, you know, like, I, I had abhor, you know, I despise what I did, and I can confidently say that I'm a very changed person. I'm a better person, way better person than I was last year. You know, I look at the people that I picked on last year and I say to myself, these are people, these people have lives, these people have purpose. And so do I. 
you know, I'm not any, you know, I'm not any higher in life than them. We're all in the same boat. But, um, God's yacht, not kidding. But, uh, you know, like, life is amazing. It really is. And it's your choice to realize that or not, you know? Um, but yeah, uh, fucking, by the way, at the time when I was going through cancer, the way I would get up to Toronto was in a purple 1986 Mustang with a roof that was pink that came down. It was so fucked up. You can, uh, I'll post it on my Instagram actually right now or afterwards. I'll post it and uh, you can find it at devonaldred.re. On my Twitter, you can find it at Devin Aldred. It is, it, we called it the Barney Mobile. It was something else, man. But yeah, it worked. It got me there, you know. Um, but yeah, that, that, as soon as my treatment started, like, was over, I mean, uh, it, it turned to shit, you know. <laughs> Had so many issues after that. But yeah, it, it was something else, trust me. But, uh, yeah, definitely. But, um, fast forward to 2018, grade 9, or, or, sorry, grade 8, you know, this is when I started getting, like, it was very difficult for me to get my life back on track, you know, um, I started, uh, having PTSD-like symptoms, and I still have them every day, every night, but they were really bad, you know, I, I, I used to stand in my, uh, kitchen, and I would have to wash my face with cold water because I'd wake up in the middle of the night from night terrors, you know, and I would have to come downstairs and wash my face and, you know, and I'd be up for the rest of the night. I'd be, I was at the point where I was scared to go to sleep because I would just, same thing would go over in my head, same thing, you know, and it was, it was horrible and it's still horrible, you know, I'm still battling it, but it's gotten a lot, lot better, but, um, yeah, I guess you could say that this was the beginning of my two-year depression phase, um, yeah, uh, in 2019, or, sorry, not 2019, 2018 was also the last year of my elementary school, you know, I graduated from grade eight, I was up to 182 pounds, 182 pounds, and I was like five foot two, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was huge, man. You can also find that on my Instagram and Twitter. I was massive. But yeah, uh, I started think, uh, like contemplating suicide a lot, you know. There was a moment in time where I went into my bathroom. And I'm not going to say much detail, but all I'm going to say is I had the mindset and I had the intention of not coming back out of the bathroom. You know, it was, it was scary, you know, like, depression is very serious, it's a very serious thing, and I hate when people claim to be depressed when they're just really looking for attention, there's a difference between attention-seeking and depression, and it's horrible, you know, and I'm not saying if you have depression, you're faking, I'm not saying that, I'm just saying don't use it as a tool to get you anywhere. You know, don't use it as a tool to throw in people's face. Because that's horrible, you know. But, uh, yeah, fast forward to 2019. I was 15 years old. Uh, I'm still 15. I'm turning 16 uh, this year. The first year of grade nine, or uh, high school, I mean. Um, so it was scary. It was really scary, you know. It was, it was fucking bad you know that I was nervous you know I didn't know anyone there you know now I know everyone there you know I know everyone you know they're all good people there but uh you know originally I went to high school <sighs> excuse me <sighs> when I went to high school originally I was very terrified you know I didn't know what to expect you know um it scared me a lot um but yeah, I uh, I was getting bad grades even because I was so stressed out and I was battling depression. You know, I was there was a point in time where 
um, I was in science, science class, and I was working on this uh, chart, and I just stopped and walked out, and, uh, and by the way, there's a lake behind my school, um, and I walked to the lake, just walked out, and in high school, they won't stop you, you know, I just walked out, and I just sat at the lake, and I was asking myself, like, like, why, why am I going through this, why am I always sad, why am I doing, like, why am I going through this, you know, it was horrible, it was really bad, but, um, by the second semester, I could definitely say things started to warm up, you know, things started to settle down a lot, you know, I met a lot of new people, Chris, I met in my second semester, you know, um, you know, I started, you know, being a good person, not good person, because I still used to pick on people because of what I was going through, but I started getting a lot more happier, a lot more nicer to people, though, either way, you know, a lot better of a person in general, you know, um, though, however, a lot of people still did, didn't, weren't, weren't too fond of me at the time. You know, I'm good friends with them now, but a lot of people weren't too fond of me. Um, a lot of people still aren't fond of me, which is unfortunate, but, you know, you can't, some people, you can't change your mind. But, um, yeah, so, you know, a lot of people weren't, weren't fond of me. I used to pick on people a lot. I just hate even, the. I just hate the fact that I can even say that. But, um, yeah, it was it was a lot to deal with. But, um, yeah, in second semester, I met my uh, teacher, Mr. L, who is my teacher this year coming up. Um, love the guy to death. You know, he's a very good teacher. Very uh, smart, intelligent, you know. Uh, just a very good guy in general. You know, he, he's always there for you. He always, uh, he'll always have your back, say, if something happens and you have to talk to the principal. He'll always have your back. You know, he's one of those good teachers that you can respect a lot, you know. Um, I don't think he listens to the show, but if you do, Sherelle, know who you are, obviously. Thank you very much. You've helped me a lot through high school. Um, but yeah, you know, I met a lot of new people, a lot of people, uh, that I respect very much. So in that respect me and yeah, it's a lot of fun, you know, high school at the point that I'm at now, I'm having, it's almost like, um, a playground. Uh, the reason why I say that is because I can choose, obviously choose any of my classes. And now that I know everyone there, I know every single person at my high school. I can almost do whatever I want. Not say like, I'm not saying get in trouble. I'm saying I can do whatever I want. You know, I can do any classes. I can take any courses. You know, I can feel comfortable wherever I am in the school. It's just very good, you know. Um and that wouldn't be true without the amazing people at my school, you know. Um, but, yeah, anyways, that is 20, I think, 2019. Let's move on to 2020. Oh, never mind. Hold on. Let's go back. Let's go back. This is, um, this year was also the first year that I uh, obviously passed anything in high school obviously and that changed my life as well you know because it's a lot more uh you feel a lot more accomplished and thankful if you pass classes in high school because you can fail those classes in elementary you can you you can fucking fail any assignment and you still pass on to the next grade but in high school you can drop out and you know not make it no, it's it can be tough. You know, but uh, definitely there's a lot of people there that have helped me out big time. You know, um, my favorite class in high school so far. That's a big one. By the way, I'm just reading my script as of right now for questions for myself. But uh, biggest favorite class. It's either between math or woodworking. 
definitely one of the two because both of the teachers in those classes were amazing and also i've had the most fun in each of those classes yes i know what you're thinking you had fun in math what is wrong with you it's not because of the actual math it's because of the people that are in the class you know very good people but um yeah so fucking math and woodworking definitely my favorite classes Favorite grade so far, definitely grade 10, which I just uh, graduated from. I'm going to grade 11 now. Um, but yeah, definitely my favorite grade so far is grade 10. Uh, I can't wait to see what grade 11 has in, store, has in stock for me, you know. Um, hopefully by then the virus will be all fucked, o- fucked off, you know. And uh, hopefully my sponsors can come back up. I can get more money, I can add to my studio, you know, I can improve, I can expand, but, um, yeah, definitely listen to the rest of the show, man, They're, or not, man, guys, <laughs> listen, listen, wow, <laughs> listen to the rest of the show, because, um, on new episodes every week, because these episodes are my way to talk about what's on my mind all the time, and it, it's amazing, you know, thank you, guys. You know, uh, all my friends tell me all the time, like, you talk a lot, (laughs) you know, which I do. I do tend to talk an excessive amount, you know. Um, So this, I guess, is a way to vent, you know, explain myself and whatnot. Also, speaking of venting, the first and second episode of this podcast, I would never suggest to watch or, I mean, listen, because... They were bad, man. They were really bad. They sucked. Big time. But, um... Yeah, so don't even listen to those. Episode 3 to... I think this is episode 30. Um... Happy 30th anniversary, guys. No, but, um... Episode 3 to 30, listen to them. And so forth. Definitely listen to them. I'll be right back. See ya. Before this episode ends, I just want to answer some of your questions that you have sent to towerhighrecaps.re at gmail.com. Send more questions if you want. I'll definitely get to them. Um, question number one. Will you ever reinstall the fire detector? Fuck no. I won't. Um, like, when I would yell at the fire detector, I would definitely, like, like emphasize it. You know, I wouldn't. It was more over dramatic than anything. It was just for comedy, but no, it it was very annoying because they would do it like every single like two minutes. <sighs> it was fucking annoying. Will you ever have Junior back on the show? Um, maybe I don't know. Um, he was more so a laughing stock on the show. You know, we like he was more like uh to poke fun at for like his dumb comments, but maybe you never know. Will you ever do a live broadcast? Um, well, in college, I'm planning to take a broadcasting course and maybe even get into broadcasting in general. Um, so maybe then, but as of right now, I don't plan to. Will you ever do a Q&A episode? Uh, no. Do you think you'll ever own a live broadcast channel? I already answered that. Will there be more group-based podcasts? Definitely. It's coming on the way. Um, I have a lot of people that already want to become, uh, be a guest on the show, um, and be featured on the show and definitely in the future, maybe not as of this month, but definitely in the future, there will be a lot more group based podcasts. Why haven't you brought any female guests onto the show? Is there a reason? Uh, no, there's no reason. Uh, I just happen not to have many female friends and also, um, you know, I don't know what I would talk about. It would be like, there's no hate. To, like, I'm not throwing shade at females. I'm just saying, they're, they're, conversations with females are definitely different than what you would talk about with, like, males. Um, but, yeah, definitely, I, I do plan to bring uh, multiple different females on the show, including Toby, um, Samantha, you know, um, which was Chris's crush. <clears throat> but anyways, yeah, um... I don't know. There was no reason why I haven't. I just just happened not to yet. But yeah, definitely, maybe in the definitely in the future. 
what happened to the supposed episode with Ben and his father? Um, if you don't follow me on Instagram, go follow me on Instagram. But on my Instagram, I actually explain this. Um, me and Ben, unfortunately, have parted ways. Um, I'm not really going to discuss what happened between us. It, it wouldn't be right. But, um, yeah, uh, me and him aren't on talking or speaking terms. So I don't think he'll be coming back on the show. Will Ben come back on the show? I already answered that. Are Ben's stories true? Um, uh, definitely a, a lot of them, but I think some of them aren't. You know, were just jokes, but probably a good couple of them were definitely true. But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, was Chris actually pantsless in episode five? Yes. No pants, just underwear. I saw way too much. It it was. It was, where did you get the name Towered High Recaps? All right, so I think I've actually explained this on the show multiple times, but basically, um, uh, if you listen to episode one, which I won't suggest you do, it's horrible, but if you have listened to episode one, basically, the plan was before then was I just set up my phone and I just talk into the microphone and make an episode, and I didn't, I didn't think I would continue it, you know, I didn't think I would go this far with my podcast and whatnot but um basically the the origin of tower Die recaps uh the title is one i was tired and me and my friend chris uh i was just talking about him chris uh and i always had this like funny word it's called tired high where you get like really like laughy and like giddy when you're like tired and it's tired high and in that episode the first episode what i was doing was just recapping my week so I just put them all together and Tired High Recaps came to be. Do you have a YouTube channel? I used to. Um, hold on. I don't remember the name of it, but you can definitely check it out. Um, let me find it. Uh, let's see here. Come on, you can do it. You can find me at D-I-A-L on YouTube. And it is the logo... Because there's another YouTube channel called Dial. But there, the logo is like this weird design. And it's white. And then underneath it says Capiche. But anyways, yeah. Um, most recent episode that I actually released was two months ago. But then I stopped because that's eh, just not my thing, I guess. I don't know. It's, yeah. Uh, why don't you go live? I'm actually planning to in the next month. I'm going to go live on a live broadcast. And I'm definitely going to be, you know, like... Um, sorry, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to in the future. I think I've already, yeah, I've already answered this question, but like, yeah, I'm definitely going to, um, but yeah, why won't you go live? Uh, I don't know. Will you go live? Um, where can I get episodes other than Spotify and iTunes? You can get episodes and and if you look at the description of this episode, you'll actually find the, uh, you know the episode or the fucking sources sorry platforms but yeah um but to state on here it is released um you can find tired high recaps on google podcast sorry podcasts google play music itunes Castbox, over wow cast box overcast breaker spotify anchor.fm radio public and pocket casts um so yeah you can find my podcast anywhere do you pay your guests? Uh, as of right now, no, but I do plan to. Um, but yeah, no, as of right now, I, I don't, sadly. But um, I would like to. How much do you pay your guests? I already answered that. Um, have you ever been high on an episode? I'm assuming on marijuana. No, I have not. I do not smoke marijuana whatsoever. Um, I'm going to probably wait till I'm quite older uh, to do that. Will you ever do stand-up comedy? I have actually done stand-up comedy once. It was a small show. It wasn't live or anything. It was just in a small audience, in front of a small audience. It was bad. It, eh, it was okay. I, I found some of my jokes funny. But um, in the future, will I? Uh, you never know. Maybe. Depends how far I go with this. You know, like, if suddenly this podcast crashes and it doesn't do so well, probably not. But uh, maybe in the future. Can you please, for the love of fuck, make more funny episodes? It's why I listen. Um, 
one, one, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes, I will be making a lot more humorous episodes, humor-based, and most episodes are humor-based. It's just for the past little while, I've been making more so serious episodes to get my point across with my opinions and whatnot. But um, yeah, there's going to be a lot more funny episodes. But on top of that, there's also going to be a lot more um, uh, serious episodes and, and just me venting and talking about what's on my mind. Um, what do you think you'll be when you're older? I'm assuming what job do I think I'll own? Probably broadcasting, but if I don't get into broadcasting, I my backup job is definitely welding. They make a lot of money and I'm, you know. <laughs> yeah, this is fucking funny. Aug is... Augustini, autistic. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure you mean Augustine, who was a guest on my show before multiple times. I don't think he's autistic, but if he was, I don't see why that would be an issue. Um, but as of right as of what I know, no, I don't think he is. How much money do you make on your podcast? Uh, well, technically, I'm not really comfortable telling you guys how much I make, but I do make money. Um, right now I don't because my sponsors are down because of the coronavirus. But as soon as my sponsors are going to be back up, I'll be making enough money. Uh, let's just say that. Do you make money? Uh, I don't know. Are you sponsored as of right now? No. Fuck you, man. Just fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, this isn't a question, and this is the last you know, input email that I got. This isn't a question, but I love your podcast. Keep up the great work. Thank you. Um, thank you to all these questions. Even the fuck you, man. Just fuck you. You know, like, thank you guys all, like, for supporting me. I, like, last year, if you told me that I was going to be a host of a podcast uh, with over 6.7 thousand weekly listeners, I would have laughed in your face. You know, it's great. You know, um, one time I was actually in a, 7-Eleven, I think I actually talked about this on the show before as well. Um, I was just waiting in line, and someone said, Are you Devon Aldred? And I, I just said, uh, Why? And uh, the person said, Well, you look like someone that um, I listen to on the radio. Which, by the way, I don't know how they have my podcast on the radio, but you never know. You never know. Maybe. Maybe they just found a way. I don't know. But, um... Yeah, point is, like, bottom line is, thank you guys so much, you know, keep listening, there's definitely, like I said, there's gonna be a lot more episodes with groups of people, It's gonna be a lot more humorous episodes, funny episodes, uh, there's gonna be some serious episodes, but in my opinion, those have the, the deepest meaning behind them, you know, um, but yeah, I just, um, I kept getting more questions after, like, cause I accidentally deleted the, uh, all my emails on that um, on tiredeyerecaps.re at gmail.com um, which sucked and um, I told you guys please uh, at least you know send the emails uh, back or if you have any new questions please submit them and I won't make the same mistake and you guys have been doing that a lot um, and thank you for that you know like it's just I, I felt the you know I felt like I should have read them sooner but I didn't but there you go. There I have. And uh, thank you guys. Um, for the last time. Oh shit, it's storming up. Damn. For the last time, you can find me at devonaldred.re at gmail.com. Or not. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at devonaldred.re. You can find the Tired High Recaps um, account at tiredhighrecaps.re. You can find me on Twitter at devonaldred. Find Tired High Recaps on Twitter at Tired High Recaps. Thank you. You've been listening to Tired High Recaps, and we just recapped it. <laughs> I still need an intro. I'm sorry, guys. See ya. Oh, and sorry. One final thing. Um, I mentioned this in uh, earlier in the episode, but I do want to mention it one more time. Um, I have a donation tab. Holy shit, the rain's coming down big time. Fuck. Sorry. On my Instagram at devonaldred.re, there is a donation tab. Please at least check it out if you you don't have to, but any small donation helps. It is for my fundraiser for Sick Kids Foundation. Um, as an individual who has dealt with cancer at an early age, 
I am making a fundraiser for the foundation that saved my life, which is Sick Kids. So please help them out by donating. Anything helps. Um, you know, like, truly, there's so many people there that have helped me in so many different situations, you know. Uh, not even just fucking cancer, but, like, things that have happened, you know, like, uh, my IV gets unplugged and then those nurses come running in. Like, they are trained to do shit like that. And the people at Sick Kids uh, Hospital in Toronto are one of, if not the best group of people there there is out there. You know, that I can't thank them enough. And I just want to help them as much as possible. Please donate. Um, anything helps. Love you guys. I still need to find an intro. See ya.